You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We're in the middle of the sixth chapter of Eruven and we were talking about a situation where someone forgot to participate in the Eruv, the residents of a courtyard, if they're going to carry from their houses into the courtyard and back again, are going to each contribute a loaf of bread, which will be put somewhere. Uh, it'll be put in one of the houses, actually. And that communal, that communal container of loaves of bread, one from each house, effectively makes the different residents in the courtyard like partners. They're partners because they eat together, or at least there's enough that they've contributed one loaf of bread. So they're partners, the courtyard is a partnership, they can carry in and out of it. And we learned that if someone forgot to contribute the loaf before Shabbat came in, then they might hand over their share of the courtyard to the other residents. Now they won't be able to carry in and out, but at least it means the other residents can carry in and out. And we talked about different you know, we wondered, for example, whether two people could hand over their shares of the courtyard. And the Mishnah, uh, the fourth Mishnah, which we're going to look at now, deals with the question of when. So let's say, let's say somebody forgot to participate in the Eruv. And they're going to give up their share of the courtyard. So that at least the other residents of the court, the, at least the other residents can make use of the eruv. When do they need to do it? Me'imatai, not nin rishut. When do they need to give away their share in the courtyard or permission for the others to use their share of the courtyard? Beit shamay omrim mibodyom, uveit hilal omrim, mishachashecha, or the Kaufman manuscript says mishatechshach. Beit Shammai says they have to give away their property while it is still day, i.e. before Shabbat comes in. So as far as Beit Shammai is concerned, giving away property is an act of possession. And we can't do it on Shabbat. And Beit Hillel, as we might expect, are going to be a little bit more lenient. Beit Hillel say, even after it gets dark. For Beit Hillel, the act of giving away property is not an act of possession. It's not like taking possession of property, which we certainly can't do on Shabbat. The act of giving away possession is different. It's releasing, it's loosening. It's like, makes me think of Shemitah, actually. You know, on the seven, in the seventh year, we give up possession of the land. So, Beit Hillel say we can give up possession of our share of the courtyard on Shabbat. Okay, what happens if we we forgot to make this is a forgetful person, right? So he's forgotten to contribute a loaf to the Eruv. Then he remembers, maybe after Shabbat comes in even, he's going to give away his share of the courtyard. And then he forgot he forgets that he's done so. So he starts carrying. Mishinatan Rushuto of a hot sea, someone who gives away his share, and then he carries. <laughs> Whether on, by accident or on purpose. This effectively restricts all the others from using the Erov. According to Rabbi Meir. 
Rabbi Yudah Omer Bemezid Oseb Oser. Rabbi Yudah says, if on purpose, if he does this on purpose, right, he gives away his share and then he on purpose carries out into the courtyard, clearly it invalidates the whole transaction. But if he does it by accident, that's not such a big deal. And uh, the Rambam comments there, and I think the Bartonura picks up exactly the same comment, but I've given, I've brought you the Rambam here because, well, as you know, I love the Rambam. Uh, the Rambam says, Rabbi Meir kanas shogeg. Rabbi Meir find the accidental carrier, the person who forgot and carried out. So he shouldn't, so he should discourage him from doing it on purpose. <laughs> Rabbi Meir wants to keep us on our toes. And the Rambam closes with halacha karabi Yudah. The halacha does not go according to Rabbi Meir. It goes according to Rabbi Judah. What about if the, the, the householder, what if someone living in one of those houses was already in partnership? Maybe in that case, we don't need to remember to make the error. Maybe there are certain situations where the partnership already exists practically. So this symbolic partnership of sharing one meal by contributing one loaf, maybe this doesn't need to take place at all. And that's how the Mishnah continues. The Mishnah will circle if, if effectively around cases where we do or we don't uh, contribute to the Eruv. Baal Habayt, Shihaita Shutaf Lishchenin. Maybe a household was in part, part, maybe a householder, Baal Habayt, maybe the householder was in partnership with the neighbours. Lazeviyayin Vilazeviyayin. With this one in wine and with the other in wine. They've got some shared vat of wine. They do not need to make an Eruv. Now, we're talking about a Shituf here. We must be talking about a Shituf. And the hint here is in the language of the, um, the language of the Mishnah. Baal Habayit Shaya Shutaf. And remember, we learned a couple of weeks ago that the, the Eruv in the alleyway, in, a, in an alleyway which links various courtyards, is called a Shituf. It's called a partnership. And we learned, by the way, that a shituf can be made in any kind of food. The eruv chatserot, the eruv in the courtyard, is made in bread. But the eruv in the alleyway, the alleyway that joins numerous courtyards, is made in any kind of food at all. It doesn't matter as long as it's edible. So I guess you could make it in wine. You could make it in wine. So they don't need to, and if so, these guys have a shared store of wine, they don't need to make an eruv. But the Mishnah continues, He's got a partnership with this neighbor in wine and with that neighbor in oil. So there are two different, there's, there are two different stocks of food here. They're in different tanks. You can't store the wine and the oil in one tank. There are two different vats or two different systems. They must make an Eruv. He's in partnership with one with one foodstuff and in partnership with the other with another foodstuff. But there's nothing in common that binds all three of them together. They need to make an Eruv. What about, that's about sharing food. What about sharing space? 
this is the next one we're going to get into. By the way, next week we're going to get into questions of sharing food and sharing space. So we're going to mix these two concepts, sharing space, sharing food. But today we're taking them separately. Food, space. Chamesh chavurot Five groups, chavurot, five groups who spent Shabbat in one traklin. A traklin seems to be a big dining hall. There is an idea, by the way, that it that tri means three, and klin is a Greek word for couch. And if you can imagine a dining hall, remember the Greeks used to eat, and so did the Romans, by the way, they used to recline on couches, just like we recline on Seder night. So they would sit in a sort of semicircle. Can you imagine three couches set in a sort of semicircle in a U shape? So I guess it's open at one end so that the servants can come in and provide the food. So you've got three couches. I think, anyway, Jastro has an idea that Klin is an idea for a couch. So a track Klin is a dining hall with three couches. Anyway. This is a big dining hall. Um, actually, uh, the Bar says, uh, It's a big white house, the seat of kings. So this seems to be more, I mean, it looks like in practical, the derivation may be to do with three couches, but this is a big one, right? And they divide it up. They divided it up into five, and all of them have got a doorway from the traklin to the courtyard. So this sounds like a giant space. They've split into five. They partitioned it off. Separate groups. Beit Shammai say, Eruv l'chol chavura v'chavura. Beit Shammai say that each group needs to contribute to the Eruv, i.e. when we're going to make the Eruv chatzerot, when we're going to contribute our loaves, each group has to contribute a whole loaf. Uved Hillel omrim, Eruv echad l'chulan. Beit Hillel say they can share one Eruv. Umodim, they all agree, by the way, that when some of them occupy rooms or upper chambers, in other words, if they've got their own space, clearly they have to make an error for each and every group, i.e. having your own space means you have to contribute your own loaf. And the Gemara actually, in terms of the beginning of the Mishnah, spends a bit of time talking about, well, how have they divided up this space? If they partitioned it up right to the ceiling, maybe we can all agree that they each have to contribute their own loaf. But the principle certainly is your space, your contribution to the air of your loaf of bread. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.